This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you. And of course, I'm Rafael Di Furi. And this episode, we wanted to continue our ultimate checklist for moving to Italy. And Marco, let's just start this off with jumping into the legalities of moving to Italy. What are some of the options that people have available to them? And what are things that they need to take into consideration? In the last episode, we talked about where to relocate, uh, what it's more expensive, what it's less expensive. Uh, where properties cost more or less than, than the average Italian prices for homes. But a lot of people that have chosen where to live in Italy, so they have a clear idea of where they want to live, they ask themselves, what are the legal requirements to move to Italy? Is it pretty easy? Is it complex? Uh, is it just as easy as going to the consulate of Italy and asking for a visa? Well, the answer is that the relocation process in Italy does come with a series of complexities. So it's not uh, extremely easy to relocate to Italy for somebody who is a known EU citizen. Of course, if you are a citizen of a state which is a member of the European Union, it's very easy for you to relocate. You just have to register as a resident in Italy in order to access the services that are offered by the Italian government, such as healthcare or uh, getting an, an ID or a tax code. It's very easy if you are a European citizen, but it's more difficult if you are a non-EU citizen. So maybe we can start with the situation of somebody who is not from the European Union, and then we talk about EU citizens and their relocation process to Italy. If you are the citizen of a country which is a member of the Visa Waiver Program, you can travel to Italy without having to request a visa if you plan on staying for less than 90 days. And more specifically, you can stay in Italy for 90 days in a 180 days time period. So in other words, if you're an American citizen and you just would like to travel to Italy for an extended period of time, uh, you can do so without having to request any kind of visa for a, if you want to stay though for a maximum of 90 days in a, a 180 days time window. So you can stay three months inside of Italy and three months you have to go outside of the Schengen area and most of the European countries are part of the Schengen area. So you can stay 90 days inside, 90 days outside, then you can get back inside the Schengen area for 90 more days. Of course, this is not an ideal option for people who want to make Italy or another European country their home because yes, you can stay for some time, but you can't register as a resident, so you cannot use the basically any services offered by the Italian government that are reserved to Italian residents. So you can't get a tax ID, you can't get a even a SIM card probably easily, or you can't easily open bank accounts, you can't register for the healthcare system, you can't own a car, you can't uh, get insurance for your car. So if you're looking to make Italy your home, this is not the best option. But if you want to travel back and forth for a while to understand where you want to reside in Italy, that's probably the initial step 
that you need to take. However, like I said, if you're looking to make Italy your home and be become a full-time resident of Italy, you might have to start looking into visa options. And there are several visas that are offered by the Italian government. And the visa is the first step that you have to take to become a legal resident of Italy and access all of the services that are offered by the Italian government. You have to apply for the visa through the Italian consulate in your country. Um, and like I said, that's the very first step. There are a few exceptions where you can basically be allowed to become a resident of Italy uh, by making an application for a residency permit from within Italy, uh, which is the case, for example, of somebody who is married to an Italian citizen. In that case, you don't have to visit the Italian embassy abroad. You can apply for a residency permit directly uh, from through an Italian questura, which is the Italian local police office in the area where your spouse is residing. But basically, in all of the other cases where you are not married to an Italian citizen and you need a visa to reside in Italy, uh, whether it's for um, study purposes or work purposes, or if you want to retire in Italy and apply for the elective residency visa, you will have to make the application through the Italian consulate in your country. If you live in the US, you will find a list of Italian consulates uh, in on the website of the Italian embassy in Washington, D.C. So you can check there which consulate covers the area where you live. For example, if you live in the state of Arizona, you will have to apply for your visa through the Italian consulate in Los Angeles. Now, while applying for a work visa or a self-employment visa could be a little bit more complex because you do need to have an employer ready to hire you if you're looking to apply for the work visa or you will need to start a business in Italy if you're looking to apply for the self-employment visa. And in both situations, the bureaucracy is very complex and the process can be daunting. Uh, other visas, on the other hand, are a little bit easier to obtain. At least the process is a little bit easier. For example, if you choose to apply for the elective residency visa, which is a visa that is meant for people who are retired, but you don't necessarily have to be, legally speaking, retired in order to apply for this visa. You just need to have uh, passive income uh, in excess of 31000 euros per year and if you're applying with your spouse or with other family members they need to have the same passive income so that that income applies to every person who applies for the elective residency visa and of course one person can cover uh, the required income for the other people if they don't have any income for example if you have children but the grand total needs to be 31,000 multiplied by the number of people that are applying for the elective residency visa also, applying for the student visa is normally a fairly easy process if you have already enrolled in a school, a language school, a university in Italy. And recently, the Italian government has introduced other visas that are becoming very popular, such as the investor visa. So that's, of course, meant for high net worth individuals, which are the people who normally end up uh, wanting to benefit from the tax regime for uh, high net worth individuals where basically you pay a flat tax equal to 100,000 euros on your personal income earned abroad and um, you can make Italy your home by applying for the 
investor visa for yourself and for your family. The process is fairly straightforward, but once again, you have to expect to having to pay a flat tax, which is equal to 100,000 euros per year. And also the Italian government has recently introduced a digital nomad visa, which however is not yet effective. So we're waiting for the government to, in, to introduce another set of rules that will make the visa effective. So we're waiting for basically a law that will make the digital nomad visa fully valid and, and, and effective in Italy, which may come in the next month. And of course, the digital nomad visa is meant for people who want to work remotely from Italy or that want to work for their US-based uh, employers, but from Italy. Now, once you have obtained the visa through the consulate, you can relocate to Italy, but within eight days from your arrival, you have to request a permission to stay in Italian permesso di soggiorno. So like I said, to relocate to Italy, you first have to apply for a visa through the local Italian consulate in your country. But then once you arrive in Italy, you have to apply for a residency permit through the local immigration office. And that must happen within eight days from your arrival. If your visa was approved, your residency permit will be automatically approved, but you do have to remember to request that in order to be legal in Italy. Also, if you have Italian-born ancestors, you may qualify for Italian citizenship by descent, so that may be an easier path for you to be able to legally reside in Italy, because not only you can apply for Italian citizenship by descent through the local Italian consulate, but also you can apply for citizenship by descent directly in Italy through an Italian municipality. So while the application goes forward and the process goes forward, you can enjoy Italy and you can be able basically to reside in Italy during the application process. And if you're looking to apply for Italian citizenship by descent, you can visit italiancitizenshipassistance.com, our website where you can submit an inquiry and our team will basically provide a free assessment of your case to see, to tell you if you qualify for Italian citizenship by descent. And finally, if you are a citizen of a country of the European Union, you don't, of course, need any visa to relocate to Italy. However, in order to register as a resident, you will have to have employment in Italy. You will have to be registered in a school or you will have to be a retired individual because it's not possible to go to Italy and just live, for example, on your savings and as also registered as a resident, the Italian government will not allow people who don't work, who don't go to school, or people who are not retired to register as residents in Italy, even if they are citizens of other European countries. And only, like I said before, if you're registered as a resident, you can enjoy the services offered by the Italian government, including the healthcare. Well, Marco, I think this is going to be a great place to round out the episode, and especially because you've gone into so many nitty gritty details, I think it'll help uh, if we keep this uh, kind of relegated to its own episode, just talking about some of the legalities of living in Italy and that we continue this, uh, this checklist on another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast. But until that episode, if anybody has any questions about moving to Italy and what they should be considering and how they can move to Italy... How can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com, or give us a call. Our number is on the website. 
Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more information about residing in Italy, purchasing property or anything related, make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast for more information on YouTube, as well as the audio only version on your favorite podcasting player of choice. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, that means you're also automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, a project that Marco and I collaborate on, where we go into more detail about some of the legal aspects of calling Italy your home. And also, if you're interested in hearing more about life abroad and living abroad as a dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Furia, or you can search on your favorite platform of choice, YouTube or our audio podcasting platform, or even through Google for not your average globetrotter. But Mr. Marco Permunian from ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com, thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.